Welcome to Another Orbit, a podcast exploring your musical past, present, and future favorites as they unfold. I'm Kaliza. I'm Suzef. And we're from Other Orbit, a collective of DJs, musicians, and artists from Los Angeles, California. Today, we chose to share our coming out songs. So, Kaliza, what was your criteria for picking out your coming out song? Um, let's see. Uh, my, 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 my coming out was not that great. But despite it being bad, it was still probably the most happiest time of my life. So I tried to find a song that sort of fit that juxtaposition. Uh, what about you? Well, I'm sorry it wasn't that great for you, but you know, I'm glad it still managed to be the happiest time of your <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, well, for me, I definitely wanted to find a song that would be, you know, the most descriptive and personally relatable to my sexuality that I could possibly get because I don't know of any specifically asexual songs, but you yeah. know, hopefully that eventually changes. Yeah, maybe you'll be the first one to write that. <gasps> yeah. I would be so incredibly honored. You have no idea. <laughs> All right, so uh, why don't we jump on in like a pool because it's kind of hot. But it anyway. is! Oh! Oh, pull sounds so good let's right now. Let's do a cannonball into this shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. My coming out. My coming out. It makes it sound so singular, but really we both know it's like a decades long process. Well, not for everybody. Some people yeah. come out right when they're kids and fucking good for them. I'm yeah. like so happy for those. But for the few or many. Or many. Uh, yeah, I don't I know. Everyone yeah. just, I think for everyone's the, it's the just really different us. for everyone else, yeah. you know? For the rest of us, I've always known something was different about me. It wasn't okay. that I, I explicitly knew that I was lesbian or gay, per se. Yeah. I just knew that I wanted to experience love very differently than what I was used to seeing, right? Yeah, and because it was portrayed in a very, very singular, like, oh, heteronormative yeah. oh, way. Yeah, you know, and it, everywhere. It seemed like, yeah. yeah, it seemed like that was the only option. Yeah. And I also know what you mean, like... You feel different, but yeah. you can't quite put your finger on it or why yeah, or why exactly. that is. You know? Yeah. And my only experience with gay people was, you know, friends of family, family members that were, it was always, they never really came out. They were speculated. So of I didn't course. really have like a, I didn't really have a beacon of like, gay I definitely, I definitely did not because yeah. it's like, I don't, um, I'm not, uh, really close to members of my extended family yeah. at all. So, I didn't even have that to yeah. reference. Yeah, and all and all our know. faves who were gay were in the closet, probably. Absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I I I didn't know how to find it, like find that love. So I conformed yeah. and I did what mm -hmm. everybody else did, and it was got into many homo <sighs> heterosexual encounters. Yeah, I hear you. And I just knew immediately it wasn't what I wanted, and I and I looking back on it, I feel a deep grief for the person i was back then not having the language and more importantly mm -hmm. social media to help me build the language <gasps> right. i have for myself now. yes understand yeah okay completely understandable yeah because it's like you uh, it's like yeah you didn't really have any references unless you personally knew people exactly you know yeah the night my life actually changed was uh when our friend 
Sandy and my now wife Deirdre picked me up from work and we were supposed to go watch a movie with our friend Rachel who hosts the Wayward oh, Daters hey, podcast. Hey, shout out. <laughs> but we we decided we didn't want to go watch the movie and we stayed at Deirdre's house and I knew that night was going to be the night I asked her out and oh, I knew it in my bones and I waited until the right moment that night and I nearly vomited from overwhelming fear that I had and the fear was rejection and mm, yeah having to come out you know and and that rejection That's scary yeah and the rejection I felt terrifying yeah and the rejection I was like I was really worried about was okay if Deirdre says no I'm already I'm out of the closet I'm fucked like I have to live yeah, my life like, like this a lot at stake there that is yeah, a, ton, it, yeah. a shit ton at stake there and um so I just I had this flash before my eyes of having to constantly come out for the rest of my life. Like that was the thing that, and that is what really made me sick to my stomach. And it was, but it was one thing was certain was I was not going back. I was, I was was like, I made my decision. I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm not going back. And my sliding doors moment is like, what would have, (laughs) what would my life look like now if we had gone to the movies? And I I think about that a lot. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Deirdre said yes and oh <laughs> yeah. very nice and in the middle of her, us she and I figuring things out we took things like what we wanted to take things things really really fucking slowly okay but we okay. did not really get that opportunity because somehow in the middle of it my mom found out I just didn't want to include anybody in the narrative of of this special relationship i didn't wanted no one's input i wanted i wanted to figure things out on my own and deirdre did too and we just wanted to absolutely be sure that we wanted to do this before we told anybody and um you know the following day after my mom kicked me out it was one of the worst days of my life it was it's like i felt empty and i felt void of support you know this person or this you know family that raises you yeah. and then suddenly that's it's just a like, huge rejection whoosh. that's a huge yeah. fucking hurtful painful it's the rejection. biggest rejection yeah. i've ever experienced in my life for sure and i just i felt i had no control over my life or coming out now and it was like i was kind of forced to come oh out it was God, like yeah there was that was the second step of no return okay and um so that day like i said it was the worst day of my life but leading oh up to it God. that night deirdre and i just kind of sat down and we made the commitment to each okay. other we were like oh. okay well now we're forced to figure things out and yeah. you know we both made the decision that night with that we did want to be with each other yeah. and we were gonna not let this terrible experience really overrun our relationship and mm-hmm. sour it from the beginning yeah. so um and now uh you know at 10 years later i like can confidently come out and say that i i am a demisexual pan polysexual lesbian i've like really there's yeah (laughs) i i don't quite like the idea of labels right the only thing i'm certain of now in my life Mm -hmm. is that i'm um i'm attracted to all genders however pursuant to um I guess lasting relationships or romantic mm-hmm. relationships. I'm really only only interested in the spectrum, the gender spectrum from women to maybe the far side of trans men. Oh, and everybody in between, gender non-conforming and non-binary. So yeah, that's my coming out story. Okay. Well, Kaliza, <laughs> I know a thing or two about objectively being attracted to people but not wanting to date them. Yeah. In fact, 
I know a shit ton about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not a contradiction. Right. I grew up my entire life thinking that was a contradiction. Yeah. But it is not. Yeah. Because I identify as Aero slash Ace, which is short for aromantic asexual. (laughs) And and famously, you came out at the end of our love song bonus. Is that the first time you publicly? Publicly, yes. Publicly, yes. Publicly, yes. Yeah, publicly, yes. I mean, I've told people, like friends and people I've known, but. Uh putting it out there you know it was you know it, i was a little nervous about oh, it what an honor. i was Thank you know you. i was a little nervous about it because of certain reactions i you know i've gotten yeah. but that was the first time and it feels really nice to own my truth finally yeah. you know and come out and just say it and admit it you know wonderful yeah so um my coming out was well over three decades in the making uh-huh i relate yeah to that. right yeah now as a kid you know all of my female friends they had crushes uh-huh. you know they thought yeah. they they had a favorite member of new kids on the block <laughs> they had crushes yeah. on luke perry or jason Priestley. right on. you know which now i didn't decide which one i found more attractive until i was in my 30s by the way yeah, that's okay sometimes <laughs> it takes time that kind of shit takes time man <laughs> but i didn't understand it I didn't get it. Yeah. I was not, yeah, I wasn't attracted to boys whatsoever. Yeah. I had, you know, squishes on girls or women, and I did not really know what that was at the time. That's Uh kind of a crush, a Uh non-sexual or non-kind of romantic crush on somebody. Right on. So Uh, were the attractions to cis women? Like yeah, yeah, like just women, yeah, yeah, like you know, like like women. I thought who, like w- like female like c- uh, celebrities or yes. from history that I just thought were badass bitches. You right know, like, on, oh, they're yeah. so cool. You know, or you know, or I know that. I thought yeah. video game female video game characters were cool. You know, oh, I just you know dude. what I mean. I just thought they were really cool and. Um, yeah, I just, I had no kind of attraction towards men or boys or anything. Right on. Okay. But that changed when I was 13, when I finally started developing crushes on men. Men, yeah. Nobody I knew, nobody my age, I mean, no, that sounds, that might sound a little bit disturbing, but no, hear me out. It was you know, it was like celebrities. It was yeah. like alt rock guys. Of course, it was people uh, I'd okay, have no. Yeah, yeah I'd well, have. That's yeah. a regular ass teen yeah. experience. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but it was never anyone I knew. It was never anyone in <laughs> high school or junior high or okay, what have yeah. you. Um, you know, and I don't know. I was never. I was never actually interested in dating or having sex, but. I wanted validation and I wanted to be normal. And I thought, I heard have, that. yeah. And I thought having a boyfriend was, was it, was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Cause someone loved you. Cause yeah. I'd ha- I knew nothing about self love. So I thought the ultimate form of being, being or feeling worthwhile. So, um, after high school, I had a short term boyfriend and a friend with benefits. And to be honest, when I think back, I wasn't actually really attracted to either yeah. of them bizarrely, you know, right. Um, and then later I was actually in a serious relationship with somebody I deeply loved, but I couldn't handle, I couldn't handle uh, being in, in a relationship 
and it's a long complicated story and it didn't work out for reasons that I couldn't understand at the time right um so you know but I was really devastated yeah so I was at your it was at your first big relationship like your my first serious one uh, serious my first kind of real serious one who I felt like a really you know deep connection Uh to like yeah but you know after that to kind of cope with my emotions and distract myself I forced unhealthy crushes for the next decade um it was it was a really dark time yeah I you know I even tried online dating. I tried hooking up and they both felt super forced. But, you know, I was convinced I wanted both, you know? totally. And I had, I actually had no interest in anyone except those I knew were not interested or available or, you know, impossible to be with. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So was it easier for you to have a crush on somebody who was emotionally available than somebody... That was, that seemed like it was the only... Yeah, it seemed like that was like kind of the only time I could have a crush on someone, you know, whether they were famous and completely out of my reach or I knew them, but I knew they weren't interested in me or they had, they were in a relationship or something, Uh you know? And I... Definitely, I just never wanted to get to know anyone further if they showed any interest in me. Uh-huh. So, you know, I don't know. I kind of felt there was a disconnect. Yeah. But, and I, I just thought I was broken. I just thought I had issues, you know. And I did feel like a contradiction, but I swore I was a normal, just a basic normal heterosexual but just really picky, you know, but I just, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. I was just extremely picky and I had high standards, but I just, I never had an interested interest in getting to know anyone. And I just didn't, I didn't want to hook up with anyone, you know? Yeah. But I, there, I did, I did, you know, I knew I did feel attraction. So I, I didn't know what was going on. But after going to therapy and finally let like acknowledging that I was seeking validation, letting that go. Oh, that's um, beautiful. Yeah. I, I and no and finding out what self love was, I oh. began to see the truth, you know. Oh. How I was forcing everything in my quest for normalcy and I would uh-huh. just get these highs and like addictions off any attention from a friend or acquaintance that I might find mildly attractive. Yeah. And I stopped thinking I wanted romance or sex and I felt free, you know? Yeah. And, and then I I then found out what asexuality really meant uh-huh. because, I, you know, I was under the wrong impression of the definition Absolutely. for a long time. Yeah. And it changed everything, yeah. you know? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not alone. There uh-huh. are definitions for these. There yeah. are terms. There's even fucking flags for yeah, what I'm going I through. I was so shook. I'm like, I'm not a broken weirdo. Yeah. I'm not a freak, you know? And... You know, and I, then I found out later, I found out what aromanticism is. And uh-huh. I felt kind of the same. Like, okay, I, I get, I, wow, I identify with this. I yeah. can relate fine, finally, you know? Yeah. And yes, I can find people attractive, like I experience, yep. but still not want them sexually or romantically or want any of that attraction reciprocated. Yeah. It's not a contradiction. It's yeah. just how I'm, I don't, how I'm wired. It's just, it's how I am. Yeah. And that's it, you know? I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Heck yeah. Now, let me dispel some myths about asexuality. And these are some myths that I believed before because, you know, I didn't know better. I didn't know what it really meant. I didn't possibly think I could be, you know, because it's, I 
don't feel like it's um, a sexuality that's been talked about as much as other ones uh-huh. per se. And like any other sexuality, it is extremely nuanced. But asexuality is on a spectrum, just like aromanticism. And, you know, there's different types, which which was such a revelation for yeah, me. You know, definitely. I was like, thank goodness, yeah. you know, because there's something I can specifically relate to for once. Absolutely, yeah. You know, so, you know for example, I identify most with achiosexual, um, also called um, lithosexual. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, I've heard of lithosexual. Yeah, which, yeah. but apparently achiosexual is, a, is, I don't know, a preferred term because uh, I think lithosexual appropriates lesbian culture oh does it i, I think know. that's what i read oh yeah that that's what i read and ageosexual which is also called autocrosexual which i think has some other not super positive connotation that you can research for yourself gotcha and you can also re- you know do your own research on what these two types of asexuality mean yeah. and those are far from the only two yeah there are several types so yeah, yeah. i encourage you to look those up and, you know, people can still feel attraction or get turned on, have sex, masturbate, be in relationships. Yeah. Do, you know. So basically we do all the things. Yeah. Do all the things or not. Or, or some not. of them yeah. or none of them or be repulsed by any number of those, <laughs> yeah. you know. But regardless of, you know, but regardless of all that, it's not being frigid. It's not being broken. It's it, not yeah. being emotionless. Yeah. Or, or have prude or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Or having a complete lack of connection with other people, you yeah. know. And I used to actually know someone who used to deny that asexuality that asexuality existed wow. and I played into that narrative you yeah. know because it's like I I knew I was attract I, I felt attraction to people so you know I couldn't be one of those cold you know those yeah. cold heartless freaks like oh uh-huh. and you know the only asexual I'd heard of at that time you know at that time was Morrissey so oh, boo. yeah not the yeah not the best not the representation you want no absolutely <laughs> not you know absolutely freaking yeah. not and you know we're only one percent of the population so we are definitely a minority here uh-huh. but we do exist we're not confused we're not a joke and it's not that we haven't met the right person. And it's not the same as celibacy. No. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's not, not the same as celibacy. Celibacy it's not... is a choice. Yes. It's yeah. an actually, yeah, it is a conscious choice. Even yeah. maybe you want to have sex, mm-hmm. you know, or you have a sex yeah. drive. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of um, knew I was asexual when... <laughs> You know, I found out the concept of abstinence being pushed, which I am completely against, by the way. I do not <laughs> I like that. I, con- I do not like that concept <laughs> at all. But when, you know, when I found out it's something that was pushed, I'm like, what's so hard about that? <laughs> like, why does that have yeah. to be like a choice? Yeah. Like, that, yeah. Is it, yeah. that can't, that's not hard. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, I could, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. See, you know, Cinchy. Yeah, exactly. So I think, <laughs> I think that's how I knew. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So yeah, that's um that's my coming out story. Wow, well, congratulations, Suze. You're, you're 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 newly inducted into the Rainbow Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah. so happy. I'm very Thank happy you. for you that it's and I'm excited 
to see where you're gonna go like where okay, it's gonna take yeah. like because honestly once you li- like start living your truth totally it feels so good no absolutely and also you know sexuality still is, is fluid it is so i oh, could cha- you know so any of us could change and any time go uh-huh. back forth we whatever. Can do whatever the fuck we want exactly Guess what? yeah uh, exactly yeah and then that's something i wish straight people would kind of take into consideration yeah. more is that when they are dating yeah that there is such a spectrum under the... I, I believe there are as many sexualities mm-hmm. as there are people on this planet. Totally. So I totally. feel like each okay. person is almost an individualized form yes. of their own sexuality, oh, whether they call themselves straight or whatever. 100%. And I feel like... I wish straight people would consider that a little bit more, you know, to even yeah. question themselves. Think in consideration of the people they're dating right, it's like yeah. not take things personally I'd- right but also wonder if for a lot of those people stuff is repressed because i know oh, i repre- yeah. i know i repressed um, a lot hello i was yeah. in that club for a while oh yeah so. exactly yeah you know, definitely exactly. yeah totally i feel like life would be just much easier if if everybody could take into consideration something like like what we've kind of discovered about yeah. ourselves you know yeah, like not totally. everybody is like some like lgbt or any kind yeah. of fucking thing like that that's yeah. not what i'm saying totally i'm just saying that like i said there's as many fucking sexualities as there are people and i wish people would fucking yep would represent yeah. okay what totally. up come through totally well, so should we get into our coming out song sure let's do it let's do it oh well this is gonna bring us um to our our first song um and that my my coming out song mm-hmm. it's by the cure and, and it's close to me I'm um, one of the first people to have a GeoCities hosted website dedicated to the no. cure. What? It was me. I did not know this. You're yeah. It was me, Shut baby. Shut up. Yeah. 1997, what? I think I started No, it's my... still not up like the Space Jam one, no. is it? No. Oh, my God. I, I honestly, no Yeah, I think the cure.com was taken, not course, by the cure, but oh, I think it was someone course. else. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I digress. What? So... I chose this song because my coming out, like I mentioned, was not that great. And my whole life I felt stifled and suppressed. And this song conveyed all of those emotions for me. Like when you listen to the song in the headphones, you just, you can hear Robert Smith is like super close to the mic and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Breathing into like your headphones. It's like. like very claustrophobic mm-hmm. to me but i just i loved the catchy beat i love yeah, everything about it so it's still something i could listen to and like kinda, yeah yeah the video was literally shot inside of a closet so Holy that shit. visual metaphor yeah. like takes me how i don't know how more symbolic i can get there that yeah that's eerily specific <laughs> yeah. that's eerily specific yeah and 
before my coming out the song was you know upbeat and like fucking yeah heck yeah "Ah." yeah that beat in the beginning and yeah yeah, exactly and after i came out the song took on a whole new fucking meaning for me it was it really everything changed about that song for me because despite its upbeat tone the song lyric the, the lyrics are super dark robert smith is painting a picture of you know nauseating anxiety in anticipation for a big event yeah and people have theorized that it's it's you know it's a big event it's 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 a big sexual encounter it's whatever however yeah you know you name it It, it, it's anything it's just that anticipatory like fucking anxiety you have about something that you know is coming and you just don't know yeah and the lyric i've waited hours for this that i made myself so sick it oh was, my god that, that was me except change hours to decades yeah and it was that moment where i knew that i was like gonna fuck it like i was spoke. gonna ask deirdre yeah i was wow like, so it it's was funny me. it's funny how lyrics that simple like the way you interpret it can <sighs> mean yeah, everything to you yeah, yeah exactly so it was parallel it was oh my god parallel yeah to my coming out story because when i first realized what was happening i had a flash of all this bullshit like i knew i was gonna have to confront and I really, I literally made myself sick in the bathroom at Deirdre's house. Holy shit. And I was just sitting there like dry heaving because I was like, this is it. I, it's here. It's coming. Oh my God. And to this day, I identify the most with the next line, which is, I wish I'd stayed in bed today. Oh my or, God. Or I wish I'd stayed asleep today, which is, you know. So it was kind of narrate. It was basically <laughs> it was a narrative, narrate, yeah. narrating your experience. It really was. Yeah. And the juxtaposition of the happy bee with the dark lyrics yeah. is really symbolic to like my personal coming out story wow. because like Ooh, as i mentioned even that that goes yeah. so many levels yeah as i mentioned that it, it was it was a really one of the most awful times in my life however it right provided like you the said most before happy, yeah, yeah it's the happiest worst and happiest time of my life simultaneously it's kind of polarizing yeah the, yeah at yeah. once yeah and you know the lyrics i really identify with but especially with the the one line that says, I never thought this day would end, and I never thought tonight could ever be this close to me. And as I mentioned, the oh. following day after my coming out, it was one of the worst days of my life. Yeah, I, yeah. Had to, oh, I'm sorry. I had to go to work with a smile oh, on my, my face, yeah. be a server, and fucking, you know, yeah. <laughs> pretend like, hi, can I get you guys something to drink? Like, it, I had to do that all day. And it just felt oh, like geez. the day would never fucking end. I was like, this yeah. is it. This is, I just, that first night, I, you know Deirdre held me in her arms and I was crying my eyes out like from the belly from my belly and I didn't know what I was gonna do and I didn't know what was gonna happen to me and I just I remember after it happened um Deirdre tried to take me to Dave and Buster's oh my god (laughs) the following night oh my god and it was like I could never pick up another time crisis gun because of like how ingrained the memory is of how miserable I was but holy shit you know but to say I um I never thought this night could ever be this close to me. Like, yeah. even though I, I, I was so vulnerable and explo- exposed, like I had Deirdre and we'd never felt more close wow. than after that. So okay. that lyric I kind of take in uh, to reinterpret it and I'm flipping it to a positive, yeah. you know, because nice. of okay. how I felt. Like yeah. the day sucked, but the night, it yeah. got a little bit better. And another line in that song that says, um, but if I had your faith, then I could make it safe and clean. And, and so I associate that line with you know Deirdre just having faith that everything was gonna be okay even okay. though in that moment yeah. I was like she just gotta fucking suck lady right get yeah. it together well, like yeah. it's gonna fucking I mean, suck for a while yeah so her reassurance and 
it, it, it just spoke to me in that line. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to keep our fucking relationship a secret for as long as possible, but we knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So that's why Deirdre was just kind of terminally positive about the fucking wow, situation. Wow, that's okay. Yeah. So the song is beautiful. The song is, is crazy popular for the oh, band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which Robert Smith finds completely fucking surprising because he didn't, <laughs> he didn't feel it was like like a standout song on the record interesting yeah, yeah. i yeah. feel like that it, that happens a lot you he know? didn't see it and he yeah. said after recording the song he thought it was like pretty mediocre whoa yeah. but it connected with people yeah. obviously and connected with so, you and this last wow. fact uh-huh. about the about the band mm-hmm. this doesn't really have anything to do with close to me so here's why all right but this one's for you Sus. oh fuck okay well in 1981 the cure launched a remarkable tirade against pop crooner Robert Palmer. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. I thought you were gonna say like Morrissey or something. No. What Rob? No. no. Shut your I, face. I, I couldn't figure out. I couldn't exactly find out why. But they were playing before <laughs> him at Belgian's Worcester uh, Festival or okay. something like that, and they deliberately stretched a forest to more than ten minutes long. And bassist Simon Gallup screamed, "Fuck Robert Palmer <laughs> and fuck rock and roll." <laughs> That's before amazing. Yeah, before quitting the stage. <gasps> this is on YouTube. That's too, a, so I need watch to watch. I need to watch the that. The band is just playing. They're yeah. playing the same song for like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fucking brilliant. I need to clip. watch that. That it. is incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. nothing simply irresistible about him. <laughs> Sorry. I no! mean, he came out with some unfortunate earworms, but other than that, absolutely, I am not addicted to love with not that at all. with him. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's gonna conclude my my coming out story. That that or my, yeah, I guess my coming out okay. story, my coming out song. That's very cool. Even though things are positive now, that's why I take the little positive beat, you know, to yeah, be like. Okay. Even though and now I can hear the song, I'm back yeah. to dancing to it. It doesn't have that same effect where I, like I want to cry. Oh my about god! Yeah. I'm happy to hear it now. So like the song is it, it's like. Much like my story, it's evolved. It's taken oh, yeah. on different emotions. It's so. a process for yeah. sure. It's all a process. So you know? what? Uh, what's your coming out song, Suze? What did you choose for us today? <laughs> my coming out song is from a band called CSS, and the song is "Music Is My Hot Hot ah! Sex." Oh my god, I love that song. <laughs> The one I like more is music From all the junks The one I need more is music From all the boys The one I take home is music From all the ladies The one I kiss is music Music is my boyfriend Music is my girlfriend Music is my daddy And so I chose this song Because... I, you know, I've noticed a pattern in my life. Right. That most of my closest and strongest connections seem to happen when I've bonded over music with someone. Oh, I mean, yeah. like us, for yeah. example, you know? And um, a lot of my, uh, a lot of good friends I have now were made either directly or through mutual friends from when I worked at Tower Records. Oh, you gotcha. Know? And that's, yeah. That's where I met Deirdre and that's yeah. how I met you, you know? Yeah. <gasps> that's so true. Yeah. So, and, um, and, you know, of, 
of course there's exception there's always exceptions not every one of my musical friends have been you know long term uh-huh. and not every one of my you know long-term friends are music nerds but it's just like an observation i've had you know yeah and um by describing music this song i think i ironically describes how i feel about sex and relationships oh yeah you know and despite the title this is it's not a sexual song Uh, no um it's used as a really really good metaphor which i can appreciate and i somehow do live vicariously through sexual music however which you've probably noticed uh yeah yes i do (laughs) ma'am yes i do yeah so um So the lyrics I identify most uh-huh. with, from all the boys, the one I take home is music. From all the ladies, the one I kiss is music. Music is my boyfriend. Music is my girlfriend. Music is my dead end. Music's my imaginary friend. From all the boys, the one I take home is music. From all the ladies, the one I kiss is music. And it's my real friend, too, not just imaginary. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people may not... Maybe they can believe it, but maybe they can't fathom it. Right, yeah. But I I personally would rather listen to music than go on a date or hook up or find a partner. Oh, that's... You know? Yeah. I mean... Um, I and I never personally understood wanting to dance with someone like slow dancing or partner dancing. I I just that's no, it's kind of weird. I yeah, I've always found it really. It's a simulated sex act. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I've always found it really awkward. There's definitely like gender (laughs) politics. Like you know, there's some dances where the guy leads or whatever. Oh yeah, it was never my thing. That's Um, called the dosi do bitch. Yeah, yeah. No dosi no. (laughs) Dosi don't. Yeah, dosi don't is more. <laughs> is you know is more like it yeah so to me i guess music literally is my hot hot sex yeah it's like to me music is how people seem to describe really good sex i mean i it, get a high from it it's a vessel yeah of so many different things it is yeah of it emotions really of, of rhythms of, 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 of everything storytelling vic- yeah like you said vicariously yeah. living through people's yeah. music yes and your and just senses it's, yeah you know and i get i get a high from it i have a huge appetite for it i need it constantly i look forward to it and i get addicted to it you oh know oh my fucking god yeah. suzanne this is a perfect coming out song for yeah, you yeah i know I, i'm i and i was surprised when you mentioned oh we should do an episode where we talk about our coming out song i was thinking how the fuck am i, gonna, I, I was, was too okay was i'm like, not gonna lie yeah right because it's like yeah how many asexual songs do you know i mean yeah. i could barely find like other asexual like musicians you know I oh yeah no find, totally i could barely find any like you know i guess like how people describe sex i feel connected with it and i make connections because of it oh that's so you beautiful know? thank you who would have known you know it's 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 taking those lyrics and like amalgamating the narrative to yeah like, it's your interpretation it you. it's making it exactly. making it about yeah That's about the, yourself this is beautiful yes, that it's thank yours you. I yeah love thank you this. yeah thank you. so a little some facts about css mm-hmm. you know they're um they actually formed as a joke <laughs> yeah they what? formed as a joke in, yeah in sao paulo brazil yeah they were none of they were all just kind of friends i think just hanging out and i think they just yeah <sighs> Dude, that's so cool. Yeah, and I think yeah, they just 
because none of them i don't i think maybe um one of them was a musician like adriana uh-huh. was a musician but the other ones were just like were, you know visual artists oh. or whatever you know so none of them you know like most of them the majority of them did not have any musical experience and yeah. Them, you know, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. most of them didn't play instruments um apparently uh, love the singer love fox was supposed to be the guitarist you know but i uh-huh. think she forgot it or so she forgot to bring one or something and so, she so by just default singing? they just made her a Put singer her yeah yeah Whoa. something like that yeah oh that what a yeah, crazy something like that yeah. Yeah, it was purely like she's i've seen it in an interview where she just called it a happy accident yeah you know? imagine her sliding doors moment where yeah. if she brought that guitar she yeah, would she be would, the yeah, guitarist she would be, yeah exactly yeah how different her life would be you know? right i know exactly um because she was um yeah she was like an illustrator i think she worked in fashion when she joined the I band i do remember yeah. seeing um yeah. some of her artwork yeah like early in the early oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah yeah exactly and um you know it stands for uh, I don't speak Brazilian Portuguese, um, but you know it's short for um, abbreviation of Canse de, de Ser Sexy, oh. which um, something wh- some something is sexy. Um, no, get this. Um, their name was taken from a reported quote by Beyonce, who allegedly declared that she was tired of being sexy. So it means tired of being sexy. Yeah. yeah. Did you not know <laughs> that? Or no? Oh, okay. I didn't oh, okay. Know that. No. Right. It's like what are Portuguese and Spanish not the same thing? No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> it's like an amalgamation of like all. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I'm just being an ignorant like <laughs> I'm pretending like I'm an ignorant. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. I wouldn't. Yeah. I never. No. Fuck no. I got okay. you. I, yeah. I've gotten the um, something is clearly Italian and. So Somebody looked over at me and was like, well, do you speak Spanish? Why don't you wait, fucking tell me what wait, that says? Ser- wait, are, like, wait, are you serious? Someone, <laughs> yes, someone meant that? Oh, it wasn't yeah. like some... And it was genuine. It was, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't mean... We're digressing. I don't mean to interrupt you. You speak English? Um, You should understand this German or this Dutch. <laughs> like, what? Seriously. Oh, my God. Wow, that's really... It's dumb. Yeah. yeah, people... And the next fact actually ties back to an artist that we both really love uh-huh. and that you talked about in a previous episode. Okay. So did you know that the former bassist, um, Irasema Trevisan, guess who she's married to? I, d- I don't know. She's married to Nicholas from Air. What? Yeah. Married to Nicholas from Air, yes. I don't think who, I've... Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I had to do a little bit of digging for that. I, um, and she apparently met him at a music festival in Melbourne. It didn't specify if, if she was still in the band or whatever. I'm assuming maybe she was. And yeah, and then she directed um, uh, the uh, the video for his track Club Nine. Like he put oh, out like a soul. Yeah. What? Yeah, she directed oh, that. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Oh, but who wow. would have thought? Like CSS and Air. Like no, I know Love Socks was all. love Love Socks. <laughs> love Fox was dating the you know she was engaged to that guy from the Claxons, which was oh, another yeah. uh-huh. one of the bands from yeah. that area. But Air, I yeah. would have never put those two together. Me neither. You know, and you're right. You probably did have to do digging because I've been on Air's right. Wikipedia several oh. times and I've never oh, seen any mention. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Are they still She's married? Like, apparently yeah. so, yeah. Oh, good for I them. think so because there's some article oh, where my. they're like some magazine or something visited like his apartment or something uh-huh. and like she was quoted in it and that's where I found oh, out they, where they happy. met. Yeah. Oh, so very cool. Yeah, yeah I, th- that's super unexpected, <laughs> you know. But yeah, that's... um. 
that was my coming out song. Oh, yay. Yeah, that was my coming out song and yay. the story behind it. And I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, thanks for sharing that, Suze. No, it's you. really brave of you to yeah. use this platform to come out and, well, thank and you. talk. I'm really proud of you. I'm, I'm you. really fucking proud of you. <laughs> well, Welcome you. to the club, dude. Thank you. Thank you. I mean... Uh, yeah, it was really nervous. For, I mean, I did find it nerve wracking because I've never admitted it publicly. And when I have admitted it to people that I know, it's like I've kind of, you know, I mean, I had a, I knew somebody who denied it, who denied it even existed. Yeah. So obviously there's there are people who don't take it seriously, who yeah. laugh, who think it's a phase yeah, or it's fake. Yeah, you mentioned or, that. Yeah. You mentioned that, that there's been times where you've been around people who laughed at oh, the idea yeah. of somebody being a, possibly being asexual. And, they're, yeah. and they were, and you know, saying stuff like, oh, well, I haven't dated or slept with anything for a while, yeah. so I must be too. It's like, <gasps> no, no, please. <gasps> it's like, and oh I, don't, I don't think there was any malicious intent. I think it was just, yeah. they, it's, it oh, was God. genuinely lack yeah. of knowledge you know my biggest beef is where women have seen my relationship mm -hmm. with Deirdre and yeah. they realize oh we've been best friends and we just started okay. dating right yeah and the I think the most hurtful comment I've ever gotten from somebody I know is like oh maybe I'll start diking it up with my best friend when we're older if we can't find men and I'm like do you it, really wait, fucking think wait, I excuse me yes yeah, they're, they're saying that my sexuality is a choice. Oh, of and course. And it was a choice you know? because I couldn't find a sister. Yeah, man. and you settled. And you I made the settled. choice to settle because Ew. of that. No, you know what? Screw that. Yeah, no. Forget, yeah, noise. forget yeah. that shit. Yeah, forget exactly. that shit. I mean, I feel like I've had certain privileges in my experience. Uh -huh. I'm not saying that, you know, anyone else's experience was the same whatsoever because, you know, asexuality, just like with any other orientation, yeah, overlaps with being gay or trans or uh -huh. any other identities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. There's gay asexuals, there's uh, straight yep. asexuals, trans asexuals, yep. like all of that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you could be... Um, oh, and also, mm -hmm. technically demisexual falls under the asexual umbrella exactly me yeah and i identify as a poly pan lesbian yes, yes. demisexual yeah which technically means asexual too, exactly so. like you could be asexual but you maybe you only you know it doesn't mean you're aromantic maybe you yep. just want r relationships with this is beautiful yeah yes maybe you, yeah that's maybe why we're represented by a rainbow people okay each orientation is a spectrum yes and absolutely. there is, and i and it's beautiful yeah and all of this stuff makes me see God. Like when yeah. I think about, I don't, I'm an atheist, but <laughs> yeah. every time I think about the possibility of like the human experience, I see God and oh, it's yeah. fucking beautiful. It and is. It is. Yeah. My experience, I felt like as an asexual, I had, I, you know, I felt like I've had certain privileges in my own experience. I mean, uh -huh. I, the only threat of violence I could think of for myself as an asexual or aromantic is me, I don't know, rejecting like a stranger and being yeah. met with violence. Yeah. But I know for, you know, other people, they, I mean, they're going to be met with violence just by existing. But, um. So you, uh, essentially you're acknowledging the privilege. Yes. That your experience is holding. There are several different orientations on the rainbow that do yeah. hold, uh, privileges, uh, over others and yes. i'm really happy and i love that you're acknowledging that right now thank okay, you for yeah. for taking a moment to do that that's really thank fucking you. cool mm -hmm. thank you. really fucking cool well thank you. i mean did you happen to find um because we we made a quest to try to find 
musicians or some representation yes. in media that mm-hmm. kind of represented our sexualities. Yeah. The only person I could find for mine, yeah. demisexual, yeah. Um, is uh, uh, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clark, like yeah. American Idol Kelly yeah. Clarkson? Yeah. And wow. she explicitly have the language okay. for demisexuality. Yeah. yeah. However, um, she did come out and say, I've never, I was never sexually attracted to anyone. Okay. Until I met my husband. Oh, okay. And, and it wasn't until she had she developed very strong personal uh, connections with the man that went yeah. on to become her husband. So oh, essentially, it was like it started huh. off as strangers to friends to yeah. then suddenly a romantic, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, what, which is the, the definition of sexuality. Okay. Uh, demisexuality right. is okay. Um, so. That was that was my my wow. artist. Who did you find wow. anybody? Okay, well, no, I found a couple that are a couple of celebrities that uh-huh. are um, oh, cool. apparently are out as asexual. Um, Janine Garofalo, Tim Gunn, Paula Poundstone. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. you got some great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And in terms of musicians, the only two that I saw were really confirmed were Emily Autumn and Bradford Cox of Deer Hunter, which I feel like I. I knew i kind of knew beforehand uh-huh. you know google asexual celebrities literally or musicians yeah I, it's yeah easy. just type in i like blank but i <laughs> but i don't like blank you know and yeah, something yeah. will come up exactly or, i like blank but it doesn't start to happen after blank yeah uh, you know and and you will find something to yeah. cover all bases so. exactly is it do you have anything else to add no, I I think that's I it. Think I think we covered done. a really good amount. Yeah, wow. for sure. Well, this this yeah. was our coming out episode. Yeah. This was our coming out episode. We hope you enjoyed the the tracks, and we hope you, you know, uh, could get a picture of what uh, coming out is for somebody. Even yeah. though it's fucking vastly different for exactly. each person. So I'm exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Our two experiences are our two experiences. Yes, they are our own. And we are not else's. here to compare our no. lives to other LGBTQIA people. No. These are our experiences. Yes. Our views are our own. Yes. And um, as always, I want to say uh, always, if you're listening and we may have used maybe outdated language, I yes. don't know, something, anything and you need you feel the need to reach out to tell us something uh please do yeah. so or you yeah. can email us at hello at otherorbit.com visit us at otherorbit.com where you'll find all of our socials you can see what Susan and i look like we're super cute oh I, hey oh my god <laughs> uh anyway uh you can email us at anotherorbitpod at gmail.com i'm kaliza underscore at the end on Instagram, you can find us on Facebook. You can yep. find us everywhere. We drop every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the schedule might be changing but after like this roughly, episode. Yeah, yeah. Rough. Anyway, well, that's been us. We love you. Thanks for listening. Yep. We really Thank appreciate so um, this platform letting us tell our stories. Seriously. I'm really grateful for you, Suze. Oh, I'm grateful for you too, Kaliza. Um, fucking, like... I, oh, and we need to acknowledge our platonic love here that's Heck also, yeah we do we have Heck a really yeah. serious platonic love seriously here. yeah yeah so totally yeah. and it's a valid 100%. form of romantic love too yeah it is <laughs> it, it is, is. yeah you totally. treat me to dinner <laughs> you, you fucking think of me when you're like at a museum you're like hey i found this pin i think it'd be really cute for you right like you yeah. fucking think of me and i think of you and <laughs> it's a valid friendship is a valid form um, of love and i hope more people take that shit seriously absolutely it is a connection it you know? is it's a it absolutely goes deep is. as you want. Yeah, you know? this world sucks. You need people yes, in your life. So exactly. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> thank for, you. For sharing and caring. <laughs> or letting us share and care. Yeah, thank I don't know. You. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. Bye.